0: Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward podcast where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hello, friends. Happy 2020. I am so glad to be back with you guys after taking a few weeks off for the holidays. Stepping away and just giving my brain time to rest was so helpful for me, and if you are feeling burnt out, let me just encourage you at the beginning of this show today to try to take some downtime or some time off in whatever capacity you can. I think it will just really help to refocus and recenter your brain. So, little tidbit and tip for you right out the gate today. For today's episode, I want to talk to you about the toxins we are exposed to in everyday life, what effect that that repeated exposure is having on our health, and then some simple ways we can help to reduce some of that. The reality is that there are toxins all around us all the time, and it's easy to become overwhelmed and frustrated very quickly when you start to learn about this topic. I first started learning about environmental toxins and their effect on our bodies during our fertility journey several years ago, and oh man, I remember feeling like I just needed to throw everything in the house away, and we needed to like live in a bubble because there was just so much, and it was so much information, and it, it just quickly became overwhelming, But something I want you to remember as we start to get into this topic a little deeper is that the goal here is not perfection. It's just like any other aspect of being healthy or living a healthy lifestyle. There's not a level of perfection. It's not possible to achieve a perfectly toxin-free existence. And honestly, our bodies don't need us to do that. They are designed to be able to handle some levels of exposure to these things. We just need to keep them from becoming overloaded and keep them performing at their best so that they can deal with the exposure that we have. And just remember, stressing about your exposure to toxins is just as toxic for your body as the actual toxins are themselves. So that let's not do that. That's not the point of talking to you about this. I don't want you to stress. I don't want you to get overwhelmed. We don't want to go to either extreme of reaction on this topic of being obsessed and worrying about every little thing or feeling like you have to throw everything away in your home or that you use on a regular basis, but I also don't want you to have the other extreme reaction, which is just to bury your head in the sand and ignore it because it feels too big and too overwhelming. So, that's why I want to talk about this subject. I hope that talking about it will help to shed some light on the reality of it also just to clear up how it does affect our bodies and then just to really help you feel more empowered and able to take um, action on the things you can actually control. The best way to start this process of reducing your toxin exposure is to just become informed. And that's, like I said, that's the point of where we're starting today. I want you to be informed. You can also take that on your own and do your own research. Um, But I just want to give us a starting place for this conversation. So let's start with how environmental toxins affect our bodies. When we are exposed to something that is toxic to us, it could be chemicals found in plastic or aluminum or synthetic fragrances in cleaning products or personal care products. All of these chemicals increase the toxic load on our bodies. Now, as I said, our bodies are designed to filter out toxins through different detoxification pathways that are already designed in our bodies and and built in. So our liver, our guts, our lungs, our lymph system, our skin, they all have their own detoxification process. So our bodies have a way of dealing with these things. And let's just get into that a little deeper. I don't want to get too deep here, but just a little bit of how that actually functions for, for example, for our gut. Our gut is usually our first line of defense when it comes to being exposed to these toxins. They filter out, it filters out harmful substances with the use of our microbes and sending them to the liver to be further detoxed out of our body. So it's easy to get in a bad cycle when it comes to toxins and your gut health. Because as I just explained, we need good gut health and a strong microbiome to so a strong balance of good bacteria to help filter out and eliminate these toxins we're exposed to. But the chronic exposure to the toxins actually has a negative effect on our gut. So keeping our guts happy and healthy is something that It kind of takes ongoing attention. That's why you're going to hear me talk about it quite a bit. Um, You can't just take one round of probiotics and think that you have good gut health ongoing because things like this exposure to these toxins, we'll get into specific toxins here in a minute, but for example, like pesticides or herbicides in um, our food that we eat, those are going to be harmful to our good gut bacteria. So you have to kind of continually keep your your gut health in a good place in order to be able to properly filter out some of these toxins as we are exposed to them. Because like I said, perfection is not something we're even going to worry about striving for, because it's not possible. You are going to be exposed to these things. The liver is another filtration or detoxification system in our body is our main filtration system. And it has two detoxification pathways. And each is very important. The first one, one, produces enzymes that change harmful substances and make them more water-soluble or they, or to oxidize them. And that just helps our body to be able to get rid of it faster. And although that process is necessary, when that happens, that creates harmful free radicals. And I'm sure you've heard of that term. It's kind of a buzz term. And free radicals are associated with the negative things happening in our bodies. Aging, cell damage, some cancers, even. These free radicals, they have to be quickly acted upon, and that's what the phase two pathway of the liver um detoxification process is it's called conjugation and what that does is that helps through the use of antioxidants like glutathione. If you hear people talking about that, that's a really that's kind of they call that the master antioxidant. That causes the free radicals to then be harmless to the rest of your body. So it's two parts. When you are exposed to something that is harmful to the body, some kind of toxic exposure the liver is going to do those two things. It's going to create the enzyme that turns it into something that's easier to pass and easier to get rid of, but also means that's turned it into a free radical, which can really do damage in the body. And then the second phase is that it uses antioxidants to then render those free radicals harmless to the rest of the body and further make it easier to get out. So, We really, really need our livers to be functioning optimally to handle these normal day-to-day exposures. If phase one of this process is overactive and phase two is sluggish for any reason, so it's not acting as quickly as it needs to and it can't keep up with the phase one process, we run a risk of this buildup of the toxic free radicals in our body. And as I mentioned before, unchecked free radicals will negatively alter our DNA, and they can trigger a number of diseases. So if our bodies are designed to handle the toxins, what's the big deal with environmental toxic exposure? Well, unfortunately, the number of environmental toxins that we are exposed to just by being alive has increased exponentially in the last decade or several decades, really. As wonderful as industrial and technological advancements are, they also come with negative side effects. Our bodies, especially our livers, like we just talked about, a lot of times they simply cannot keep up with the amount of exposure we are experiencing. There are so many people right now who are dealing with chronic health conditions or nagging symptoms that they can't seem to get to the bottom of or can't seem to resolve... And a lot of times when you look at their lab work, you see that their livers are overloaded and they're sluggish. And a lot of times that is due to the number of toxins they're being exposed to on a regular basis. So this is a, a real Problem. Again, I don't want to overwhelm you, but I do want you to see the reality that this matters. It's not something we can just ignore and think it's some kind of, you know, trendy, crunchy issue. It's not. It affects all of us and it does affect your health, just what you're exposed to day to day. A few of the most common toxins that affect us, at least the ones that we have some control over, are. Um, As I already mentioned, pesticides and herbicides, they're chemicals that are mostly used on crops. So your food sources, cotton, for example, is another one. And they're used to kill insects or microbes that will cause damage to the plant. The issue with that is that those chemicals alter the quality of the plant, which we then consume. And if they're designed to kill microbes on a plant, guess what they're likely going to do in your body? These chemicals used in these products have been linked to things like cancer, hormone imbalance, and endocrine system disruption, which affects your reproductive system and your adrenal function, your hormones, just all over, really you're all over health. The next one are BPAs. Most of us are familiar with the term BPA. This is mostly found in plastic. So for example, water bottles, plastic food storage containers, a lot of products now have made, or a lot of companies now have made their products BPA free, which is great. It's a step in the right direction. However, that is not regulated the way that Um, we need it to be to make sure that that's actually true, that their claims are true. And also, BPA is not the only toxic chemical substance found in plastic products. These are known to be what's called xenoestrogens. Basically, that means their chemical structures allow our bodies to perceive them as the hormone estrogen. And that can lead to a lot of issues, specifically hormone imbalance, estrogen dominance which then in turn has a a huge effect on our um, hormone balance in our body, our reproductive systems, and everything just kind of working the way that it needs to there. The next one are phthalates and parabens. We hear quite a lot about these as well, usually in reference to shampoos and conditioners and hairsprays. These are known carcinogens and hormone disruptors, and they are linked to breast cancer, They are banned in Europe, but unfortunately they are not banned here in the U.S. And so they are likely in most of your over-the-counter drugstore, even salon quality shampoos, conditioners, soaps. So it's just something to be aware of. And then the next one is synthetic fragrances. And this one, this one's especially frustrating to me. As you look at labels, when you start to really... Pay attention to this and become informed and you start to look at the labels of the products you're buying in the store, you will most likely see the word fragrance or perfume even in a lot of natural claiming products. The issue with this is that there's absolutely no regulation on what those words mean in this context. So the word fragrance can be used to describe over 4,000 different ingredients, and several of those have been found to negatively affect the central nervous system. So when you see this on a label, it could mean that it's a great source, that maybe it's an essential oil or something completely safe and even beneficial for your body, or it could mean that it is a chemical that has been known to disrupt the central nervous system or disrupt the endocrine system. Unfortunately, unless the company takes it upon themselves to specifically tell you what that ingredient is, there's just no way for us to know. And then the last one I'm going to touch on for today is triclosan. And triclosan is a synthetic antibacterial agent that the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, registers as a pesticide and highly toxic to any living organism. It's also classified as a cancer-causing chemical. Triclosan disrupts hormones. It can affect sexual function and fertility. And it has been linked to birth defects as well. Triclosan has been also linked to things like paralysis, suppression of the immune system, brain hemorrhages, and heart problems. It is widely used, even in spite of all this, in antibacterial cleaners, toothpaste, and in household products. So this is another one just to be aware of. More and more research is being done on this one. It's been pulled from a lot of products, but you still have to be careful, especially with your more over-the-counter things that you're going to find in your grocery store because, again, a lot of this is not regulated. They do not have to disclose this information to you, and they do not have to take these ingredients out of their product. Unfortunately, this list only covers the ones that we are likely to encounter in our everyday lives. So if you want more in-depth information about these toxins and their effect on our body, I encourage you to do some research. The EWG, the Environmental Working Group's website, is a great place to start. They have so much information, so many articles, and just resources where you can get more information if that's something you're interested in. So now we've talked about how toxins affect the body and which chemicals we are exposed to the most and their specific effects on our health. So let's get into what we can actually do about it. As I mentioned before, it is easy to get overwhelmed here. So I just really want to focus on ways we can get started. If you are like me, this will be a journey Make one change, and then when you're ready to move on to another thing, you make another change, and you just build on it. A healthy lifestyle is built over time, not overnight, so don't feel like you have to do all of these things today. The first thing, and which we've already touched on a little bit, is just get informed and do some research. Again, the EWG is a great resource And there are also a few Instagram accounts that I love to follow for easy to understand information about everyday toxins, how they affect our bodies, and then easy swaps and easy ways to kind of lower this exposure. Um, Shauna from at a little less toxic is a great one. Carolyn from at just ingredients And then the girls over at Branch Basics are also great. Not only is their product great, but they also just share a lot of healthy living information. These are great places to start, and most of them have their info saved into their highlights, so you can take in a little at a time as you're ready and not feel like you have to take all of it in at one time. Number two is support your body's natural detoxification pathways. So things like eating clean, whole foods, Um, organic when possible, especially for animal products in the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen is something you can find on the EWG site, or if you scroll back in my Instagram feed, they're they're there as well. And make sure that those foods that you're eating include plenty of cruciferous veggies. So those are going to be things like broccoli and cauliflower and broccoli sprouts. Um, Kale is another great one. Those are all going to increase your body's natural detox pathways. Another thing is to take a detox bath. That's something I've mentioned a lot on here before. I will link to that in my show notes as well, um, how to do that. And then moving your body for 20 to 30 minutes every day and sweating regularly, that really helps the lymph system to get movement in it. Um, The lymph system is not something that easily gets a lot of movement and that's another way where toxins can kind of build up in our bodies and so... By regularly sweating, like from exercise or even like in a sauna or something like that, that really helps us to get some movement in that system and then get that out of our bodies. And then, of course, drinking plenty and plenty of water. Half of your body weight in ounces is your goal there. So if you're not anywhere near that, just go ahead and up it. Up it by a cup a day until you get there. And all of those things are going to be supportive of your gut and your liver, and your um, lymph system, and your skin, and your lungs, and all of that. And then number three, focus most on what you put in your body and on your body. So in your body, like we just mentioned, water, drinking from a stainless steel cup or a glass, not from plastic, is a great way to reduce some of the toxin exposure that can come from those plastic products. also best to use some kind of water filtration system and not just drink it out of the tap. The tap does have a high amount of fluoride and chlorine and some other things like that that are not beneficial to our bodies. Like I just mentioned, organic for the dirty dozen produce items, clean protein sources, so organic and grass-fed are the best options. If you cannot do that, if, you, if those aren't available to you or you just can't make it work in the budget because they are more expensive, then go for lean cuts of conventional meat. Animals release their toxins through a lot of the same ways that we as humans do, and a lot of that is going to go into their fat. And so when you buy a conventional cut of meat and it's really, really fatty, you're going to be getting more of that toxic exposure through the fat of that animal. So if you can't do organic or organic and grass-fed, then try to go with the leanest cuts of conventional meat available, and that will at least help reduce that exposure a little bit. And then reduce or eliminate foods with artificial chemical-laden ingredients, as well as foods that you know are treated with pesticides and herbicides, antibiotics, hormones, GMOs, just think about reading your labels. Think about you want that label to have real whole food ingredients. So things that you easily understand, you shouldn't have to Google it. And then things you put on your body. For this, I have two resources for you that I think are really helpful. One is the Think Dirty app. You can download it on your phone, and it's an app that's basically a database of a bunch of personal care and home care products, and you can either scan the barcode of the product or you can type it in, and it will give you a rating of, I think it's 0 to 10 on how safe that product is, and it will tell you what ingredients in it are not safe, what's harmful about them, and how it would affect your body. And so it just really gives you a little more control and power as a consumer to know what ingredients that are in your products and then to help you find a safer option. And it's it's so easy to use. The EWG also has an app. It's very similar. Um, so you can do both of them. That I use both of them. That just really helped me, especially when I was getting started because I just didn't know what brands were good, what brands were not. Um, Sometimes some products within a certain brand are great, but not all of their products are great. So you just, you got to be kind of careful and you got to do your research and these apps make that so much easier. So with that, evaluate your home and your personal care products that you apply directly to your skin. Really look for the ingredients that um, I mentioned above about synthetic fragrances and the parabens and the phthalates and trickle sand and really look to make sure those ingredients are not in your laundry detergent or your fabric softeners. Fabric softeners are a big one. Most of them will have synthetic fragrances in them. So I had a really hard time finding it. Personally, I just switched over to using white vinegar as my fabric softener you can use it the exact same way that you normally use a fabric softener it won't leave your laundry smelling weird and vinegary but it will get rid of um, kind of buildup on your clothes and it will get rid of any mildewy smells like in your towels and stuff like that so that's super cheap super clean and um, just an easy replacement and then your shampoos your dry shampoos your root lifters the stuff you put directly on your scalp body wash and lotions, things you put directly on your skin, other skincare products that you use for your face, deodorant, and then obviously perfumes and body sprays. Um, You're going to breathe those as you spray them. So those are the kind of the big ticket when it comes to personal care items Um, because they do, they go on your skin and your skin is an organ and your skin will absorb those chemicals. And so those are great things to start with. And like I said, don't worry about throwing everything out at one time. Don't go through your house and throw out every single bottle of shampoo and laundry detergent and fabric softener. Just choose one, make a change there. The way I did it was, um, I just focused on becoming more informed and learning about the products that I wanted to switch to. And then as I would run out of something, I would replace it with a better option. So I highly encourage you to do it that way. It feels less overwhelming It's not as straining on your budget. Ultimately, do what you can do and do what you want to do. It is not possible to shield yourself from every single toxin. There's just too many. But we can choose to focus on the things we have the most exposure to and that are the easiest for us to control. And those are things we clean our homes with, things we put on our skin, and the food that we put into our bodies. I hope that today's episode has helped clarify why this is an important issue, as well as just helped you to feel a little more empowered that you can have some control here. There are things you can change, and you can be an informed consumer, and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. As always, if you have questions about this, feel free to reach out to me. You can leave me a comment here, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at yourhealthforward.com. And I hope this has just been helpful for you. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will see you back here next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.